Hey everybody, welcome to the Boost. Uh, a little bit of a different setup today. I'm on an, I'm in a non-typical location, and so the Boost will be a little bit different. I'm hoping to get as many as I get get done, so we don't we can keep the consistency together. Uh, sorry for the last two days. Um, tried my hardest to get there, just it was sort of technically impossible, but it's possible. I'm gonna try to really make sure we don't miss Boost days. So thanks so much for tuning in, and thanks for being a part of it. And thanks for those who are joining us for the first time right now. Um, it's an honor to be with you, an honor to be with you wherever I am. And wherever I am, I'm thinking about you. And thanks so much for, um, for being here. We started yesterday talking about last week. We ended last week really in this, trying to really nail down this concept, what we've been talking about throughout this, this period of time as we go from the world of being wherever we are. Now, this is so critical because many times in life, the things that we're thinking about throughout the day that are taking us away from the day that's right in front of us are things that we think are going to happen and may not. What we're trying to get at and what we're trying to, be, what, we're try, what we're trying to build together is the capacity to tap into our inner strengths our inner strength, right? Our inner soul. One of the most important ideas that we hit again and again is the concept of you don't have to become great. You have to reveal great. The trait that we've been working on together is the trait called victory. And the trait of victory in Hebrew, the word victory means lenatseach. Nitzachon also is connected to eternality, lanetzach. And the idea of victory and eternality being one, so to speak, in the same or connected is critical because when we realize that the victory that we're looking for is not beating somebody else, the victory that we are looking for is revealing that which is inside us. That's the ultimate victory that we want. We want to be able to go through our day, our week, and our lives and know that no matter what, we were able to bring out the best that is within us in every circumstance that it is in front of us. That's the most critical element here. And that's the concept that we're trying to hit at. And when, you, when we live in a place where the world around us seems to be showing us what greatness is, and we feel far from that, it reminds us that we're not enough. So we try to become enough. And along the way of becoming and doing and stretching, overstretching and going and coming, we start to look into the future. And when you start looking, looking into the future, we start to recognize that it is super hard for us to be able to get to where we want to go because there's so many pieces that we can't control. And this is a critical piece because when you wake up in the morning and you look into the future, what you find is that there are parts of the future that you just don't know what will happen. And so the future becomes almost a liability. The future becomes something in which you can't get your head around or something you can't specifically pinpoint. And that's where the worry starts coming in. And so 
as we go through our lives, our heads start to go into the future. And when we're in the future, we start to waste our energy on things that we just can't control because the circumstances are going to be different when we get there. One of the great moments I find in sports history was, and I know that it's not easy for a New Yorker to talk about this, was when I know that Ken, who's probably watching, doesn't like this either, is when the Patriots beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Right, The Falcons, I think, were up like 20 points. And the Patriots made this incredible comeback. It's one of the greatest comeback wins in Super Bowl history. And to me, one of the greatest moments took place way after that. What happened was, after they won the Super Bowl, they stuck a microphone in Tom Brady's face and said, how do you feel? And he said, amazing. And he goes, what was in your mind when you were down by 20 with whatever, eight minutes left or whatever that number was? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, what do you mean? You weren't looking at the scoreboard? He goes, no, nah, I wasn't looking at the scoreboard. I was just trying to get one more play in. If Tom Brady would have looked up at that scoreboard, he'd be thinking, oh my God, I got to get two plays in, we got to score a touchdown, get the ball back, and then try to score a touchdown again and get the ball back. He'd be thinking in the future, and that's where his head would have been. And Tom Brady understood, because he's a professional, that if he wants to tap into the greatness that's inside him, it only happens when he's able to leave the future in the future. And be able to put all of his attention in the present. So what we're doing in the world of immersion is trying to create a mechanism for us to bring out the greatness that is inside us at every moment. Because as we go through the day and we start to hop into the future, we are putting ourselves behind the eight ball. As we jump out, as we start our mornings and it's like, I got to do this and I got to do that. And what if this doesn't work out? And what if I can't? And what if it doesn't? I just had that right now. What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? What if I can't get here? What if I can't get here? What if this doesn't work out? What if that doesn't work? And my whole morning is all based on what ifs. Start my day and as my day goes on, Half of the things that I was thinking about change and new things come up. It's happened the other day. I had to go somewhere and the thing didn't work out. I'm thinking, how's it going to work out? The snowstorm came last week. It blocked my chance to go to this place. And my whole time thinking about the fact that I, all the things that I put in place was going to be thrown by the snowstorm. By the time the snowstorm came and went, the thing that I was worried about happened. And then along the way, I had dropped something, bent down at while I was away and my phone hit a tile floor, shattered all over the floor. And now I was away from my home with a broken phone. I didn't know which way it was up. I'm thinking, I never would have thought that the thing that I was dealing with today wasn't the thing that I anticipated dealing with because of the snowstorm, but the fact that I have a phone that shattered. And then as my whole morning was thrown by the phone because it shattered and I wasn't in my house and I was, how am I going to get around and all my stuff was on my phone and who am I going to reach out to? It, I realized that I have a friend of mine in the business and I email him and before you know it, he sends a guy over, they pick up the phone. I'm sitting at my desk. By the time I'm done, the phone comes back fully fixed. And like, I'm thinking to myself, how many hours did I just give to two problems that really weren't as big as I thought? How many hours do we give to things that block our ability to bring out our eternality?
That's the trait that we've been hitting on and hitting on and hitting on for a reason. Because it's one of the hardest traits to nail. Being here. It requires us to have time to think into the future. It requires us to set, siphon off time before and after our days to think and to plan and to review. But most of our minds skip into the future consistently. And we don't even realize what it's doing to us. We don't even realize the impact it's having on us. We don't even realize that by constantly going into the future throughout our entire day, and when we're not in the future, we're in the past and we're reviewing things. The other day I was able to give a speech to a group of people and I had given the speech like 10 times before. In the middle of the speech, I forgot one point. And thank God I remembered it at the end, but I put it at the end, but I usually put it in the middle. I don't know if they noticed, they didn't notice. But it's hanging on my head. And I'm thinking, I can't go back. I forgot the point, okay. I brought it up at the end, but I don't know, I don't know if it had the same impact. Past, the future, what's gonna be? How did I mess that up? I shouldn't have done that. You know how long, you know how long, can I, you know how long I'm thinking to myself? Why did I bend down? Why did I put my phone in my top pocket of my jacket? How dumb am I? Why don't I just put it in my pants pocket? Someone dropped something. Why wasn't I, why wasn't I more, more careful? Can't believe I did that. Was that gonna work out? And this concept of allowing ourselves to just float everywhere seems innocuous. But it's one of the greatest blocks to our own eternality coming out. It's one of the greatest blocks to our ability to stare down a defense in front of millions of people in a Super Bowl, to stare down a problem at work, to stare down an opportunity at home, to capture the life that we want. And so when we talk about this trade, we have to realize that this is one of the biggest fights of our life. It's a fight that we're really, we have to gear up for and be willing to fight it every single day until it starts to feel normal, until it starts to condition. We need to, we need to fight it to a point in which it feels illogical to us. We need to stop at the end of the day and look back and go, how many things did I lose today because I was thinking of problems that never really happened? It's crazy. I'm never gonna get that time back. And I'm never gonna have that moment back. I was so concerned over something that I thought was gonna happen that when I saw the people that I was supposed to see, 
or went to the thing I was supposed to go to, I wasn't fully there. I'm never going to get that time back. I'm not letting myself do this again. I was so sure that I failed at that thing or that person didn't like me or when they said that thing to me, they're really upset. And then I found out later that they weren't upset. They just had a stomach ache. I can't believe the person that I saw in the morning that grunted at me, wasn't mad at me. She was just having a bad day because something someone said to her, I feel so stupid. I'm never going to make that mistake again. I'm never going to allow myself to waste my most precious commodity, my time, and even more than my time, my potential on things that I don't have any control over and that are not even in front of me right now. It's one thing if I can't control it and it's the, ne it's the next thing. It's one thing if I can't even control it and it's in front of me or behind me and here I go again. And unless we are willing to really battle this, unless we are fearless against our own brain, and we see it as the computer that it is, and recognize that the soul really regenerates itself every second. The soul is always new. Spiritual energy is always flowing. As someone once explained it to me, your soul in a way is like the water out of a faucet. It's always flowing. It's, it's a concept of there is properties that are yours, but there's always regeneration. It's always new. You weren't you, who you are now. It wasn't who you, so to speak, were at your core an hour ago. That's why you can always make changes. That's why you can always adapt. That's why in Judaism there's a concept called repentance because it's never set in stone. That's the challenge that we're living in right now. The challenge of being willing to fight the soul over the mind. That's really the challenge. The soul and the prefrontal cortex, which is trying to get us to be rational and the limbic system that's always trying to keep us alive. And when we fight that battle of the survival versus greatness, that's why it's the fight for eternality because eternality is spiritual. And the most physical thing that we have is the limbic system because the most physical thing we can do is try to be alive. Like, trying to be alive as a life goal and, and, and all the things around that like comfort and in, in protecting ourselves and overindulgence, that whole world is the physical aspects of who we are. And when that part of our brain starts to take over and move us into a place of panic and move us into a place of emotionality, move us into a place of what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be, it overwhelms the front. It overwhelms our soul. And that's the fight. And that's why the winner of this fight taps into eternality.
taps into what it means to be eternal, which means to bring out the essence of who you are in every single moment of your life. To be fully present in your family, to be fully present into your work, to be fully present into your life, to look at life and try. It's almost as if you're trying to take that energy that you have and to, to, and to like divert it into the things that are in front of you. It's almost as if like you're trying to take your power and to divert it to the people and to the things that are in front of you so that everything is, is lit up. Because that's true victory, whether you win or lose. It doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. That was the greatness of Tom Brady. He didn't even look up. It doesn't matter if he won or lose. It matters how he approaches the next down. And if there's just, that's what he said, if there's just enough time on the clock, we'll catch up. That's the idea. That's our lives. We're up, we're down, we've got good days and bad days. We're thrown down one day, we're picked up the next day. And what we believe is that if I just have another day, another down, I can do anything. I can be fully available. I realize that my survival instincts are good when I need them every once in a while. But if they're, if that's, the measure that I go to every day, I'm not living in, in a great way. And victory comes during the game. That's the, that's the game. You don't become a champion when you win the championships. You become a champion when you're playing in the preseason. You become a champion how you wake up in the morning. Winning a championship is a manifestation of being a champion. And that is the distinction of some of the greatest works of one of the great coaches of all time, a man named John Wooden. We always say that being a champion is who you are. Winning a championship is just an outgrowth of who you are. You're a champion way before the clock ends on the championship game. Being a great parent is not when you see your kid graduate or get married or you get honored or they give you a birthday present. That's not when you become a great parent. All that stuff is just a manifestation of being a great parent every single day. Being a great friend, being a great person. Being great is not what happens at the end. The victory that we achieve in our lives is not when someone hands us a trophy. The victory that we achieve in our lives is when we are doing something and we are fully bringing out our essence into it. And we know that whether we win or we lose, we're the best that we can be. That's true victory. That's what we're fighting for. And it happens every day, every moment, by figuring out where I put my attention and my energy and myself. Hopefully tomorrow will begin the game. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna try because of technical difficulties. I'm gonna really try my hardest to make sure we get one every day. Even if they'll be a little shorter this week, but hopefully tomorrow we'll start the process of moving in, out of the world of, of Netzach, which is eternality, and into the world, world of Hod, which is recognition, appreciation, and how appreciation really plays into eternality. All these things are building us. 
zeal, strength, honor, eternality. And hopefully we get to the world of gratitude. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have an incredible day. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.